does anybody know? Oh, there he is. I can see a bottle cap transistor. There the man is. Look at that sexy man right there. Oh, son Holy of a bitch. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Steve, I'm still wearing my Grinker shirt I got. Uh, I'm wearing absolutely yeah. nothing. Uh, He's muted. <laughs> you can unmute if you want. Top top of the screen. There. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yeah. You handsome nice. devil. Hey, Steve, what's your favorite arcade game? Yeah, depends Gravitar. on um, what time frame you're asking me. So I've like a... Uh, Gravatar. My childhood favorite and my current favorite. My childhood favorite is... Uh, uh, is Tron, and my current favorite is Gravatar. Oh, good. See? Do yeah. I know Steve, or do I know Steve? Yeah, That's I kind of hate you. I just, you know what? You're, you don't even matter to me anymore. Jerk. So I'm going to turn you guys up. I want to see if there's any... Um, I like that. If you guys set you guys oh, louder. I think we're streaming. So, in what way Wait. does the author's use of prison symbolize the protagonist's struggle? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and how does that relate to our discussion on the use of irony? <coughs> Iron bars, jail, I get it. Pawns, Jake, jail. Uh, is this about Bagman? <laughs> you wish. Because I like that game. Don't know if it's one of my favorite games, but I like it. No. I hear rock and roll music. That's the magic of Grinkers. Should we just get this thing going or what? I don't know. You know, we've had a bit of bad luck this morning, as you may have heard. <laughs> it's been a tough morning. We have a lot of family business to take care of. So if you wouldn't mind excusing Sloan. <laughs> uh, Adam, I'm sorry. Did you say you wanted to see a body? <laughs> I do want to see a body. Just roll that old bag of bones on up here. Yeah, that's my wife's mother you're talking about here. Yeah. This is... <laughs> Wait, are we even on the air? Does anybody check to see if we're actually on the air? Right. I have not, but you just mind your P's and Q's, Buster. You guys should check out that building. There's uh, the place where, they, where Cameron drove the car off the back of the balcony or whatever. Uh, that house has been like for sale for long time we had some problems with that house i guess there was some settling or something something bad happened and so it's it has problems now which is sad because that's like an epic long time property i would buy it even with the settling problems yeah exactly would you take that house or would you take the goonies house if you had to choose oh the goonies house has had problems too that woman uh, chases people off their lawn all the time yeah i would take cameron's house no the goonies house i would turn into an airbnb yeah the Goonies yeah, house's problem is it's, it's uh, wet, right? It's a big, it's a moist environment, and it was old. Moist. So the other house would be like more comfortable, I think. Moist, <laughs> moist. <laughs> Go on. Is there a way to, to if, if I double click on uh, the one of you guys, it goes to full screen, I yeah. think, right? And then sure. I come back. I'm trying to see. What's behind? So you have a Captain America Duh. thing. That's Mark. He's what else, right. What else do you have back there? He's still broadcasting. Yeah. Um, well, I have a I have a hoverboard and some Coleco games and some Mister Me Seeks. I love the Coleco games. Yeah. Do you have any, and, uh, do you have any some Star Wars stuff? Uh, not, not right here. I have some plutonium. Nice. 
Oh. Power the car. That's right. That's plutonium two thirty eight, wasn't it? Isn't that what it's called? No, that was the space modulator for Marvin the Martian. Palladium P thirty six explosive space modulator. The rabbit is stolen. The space modulator. Delays. Delays. Delay. Ready? Are you guys ready? Because you know what? I don't sure. Know. Here we go. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio. Welcome to episode 22 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 24th, and the time is now approximately 8.23 p.m. I think this is the latest we've ever kicked off the show. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere, Arcaders. This is your host, Commander Adama. The legendary Dan Reed joins us this week, as well as Mark. Ain't got no time runner for that, Shields. Mm. And the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is owner of Grinker's Palace in Eagle, Idaho, and hosts to Grinkfest 2017, Mr. Stephen Barbie. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's good to be on your show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's Grink- some informal... Grinker's inter- Grand Palace. Grinker's Grand Palace. Tell us a little bit about Grinker. Well, wait, don't tell us yet. We'll get yeah, yeah, wait till the interview. Yeah, so, um, Mark, who the hell, who the heck are you? I'm great. How are you guys? How are I you? I mean, other than and having who, a hurricane bearing down on me. That's why I hear. I hear there's some problems over there. In the We're worried about you, pal. We are. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm so worried I'm not wearing pants. Me, me too. <laughs> Just in your honor. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, once it's all over, you guys come over here and dig my body out. And then, of course, make sure all my games are restored. That will be nice. I will make sure all of your games are in storage. You're welcome. Even better. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Dan. Who, me? Yeah, who are you? Yeah, Dan. I'm that guy. You're the guy. (laughs) He doesn't want to hear a story. Go Go on. Go on. Go on, Pally. Go on, Pally. What? Go on what? I was just listening to an episode where you weren't there with us. We had a lot of fun. Glad you're back. (laughs) Be back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's. uh, How about what? What you're working on, Dan? What are you working on? Oh well, two dragons layers. Two dragons layers, really? I got my one is not enough for you. Two tubins. 
Uh, well, two sprint I'm selling, twos. I'm selling a Dragon Slayer. But oh, anyway, anyway. Uh, so let's much, talk about this. For how much? I got my journey together, right? All right. Plug the freaking thing in. Yeah. No. Screens, screens just garbage, first of all. I'm like, what the serious F? What the Yahoo oh, serious? Oh, I, I haven't touched this board in, what, two years since I've repaired, <laughs> so I call Chris Jumper up and say, hey, dude, I haven't touched this board since I had you bulletproof it for me a couple years ago. He goes, hmm, I don't know. And I said, and he said something like, you need to check pin 26 on the blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. He's talking nonsense to me. So I snap a picture of my board and go here. And he looks at my board and goes, oh, dude, you have all the dip switches wrong. If dip switch 10 is on, the board won't boot. So I flip it back and turn it on. And sure enough, it boots. But now it has this crazy green patterned horizontal overlay over the screen. So I'm like, okay, well, that's probably just a monitor thing. So I unplug that monitor, plug in a second monitor, same garbage. So now I'm just in disappointment mode right now. Have you pushed down on all the chips? Hmm. The game works. It looks like it's playing perfectly in the background, but there's just this weird green overlay that's kind of moving horizontally across the screen. So I asked my friend, the monitor guru, Mr. Rhodes, and he says, eh, it's a board problem. And then I send the picture to Mr. Jumper, and he says, eh, it's, a, it's a whatever. They're both just saying it, so I have no idea what to do right now. That's, that's where I'm at, boys. Boy. I'm telling you, push down on the chips. It's not a chip thing. The game's playing fine. I'd say you should. The game can still play if one leg is not making perfect contact. That could do some weird stuff. I mean, it looks fine. It's it's playing in the background. The only difference right. is there's some weird. It almost looks like I don't know. It almost looks like a transparent layer of green I'm, lines, perfectly patterned, just rotating through the screen. Do is I have to go to your house and push? Talking about is this Dragon's Lair? Yes. No, no, it's Journey. Journey. Okay. The stupid MCR games are a nightmare. Of course, I have a, one of those switchers in there, and I switched out the caps in the suitcase and swapped out the fuses, so I've just introduced so many variables at once, I just kind of hosed myself on yeah. it. So. Okay. It was, it was Dragon's Lair. I was going to say, maybe it was like in the video, you know, but it's not. It's Journey. So. No, Dragon's Lair is the easiest game in the world to fix. I mean, there's nothing to that game. <laughs> That's the one you start out with if you're a, a the, hobbyist. <laughs> yeah, it's like got a little tiny right. PCB, and the rest of it's a laserdisc player and a monitor. Do both of your Dragon's Lairs have the laserdisc players, or are you running Dexter uh, or Daphne in either of them? Uh, the one I just picked up is 100% original and 100% working, which blows my mind. But I, I unplugged the... Um, I unplugged the laserdisc player and plugged in my Dexter and Bam, came right up. So now all I have to really do is transfer my Merlin from my old Dragon's Lair to the new Dragon's Lair, and then I'll have Space Ace back on there again, and I'm back in business. Nice. Yep. Where did what about one? you, Adam? What are you working on? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where did the new one come from? The new what? Dragon's Lair. What? Mm, someone's not. Come on. Tell, tell us where it came from. came from up north. You don't have to tell us That's exactly. Enough. That's enough. No, it's not enough. He needs to say what's on the back of that thing. 
Oh. It's got it. It's, it's mint. So the guy that had it got it from an operator that uh, bought out this Shakey's Pizza, he said, in an area where I grew up. Uh-huh. I, was like, I was like, hmm, okay, so like, whatever. So I show, up, I show up in all these games that he gets, he has in his garage, are just fantastic, and they're all just in amazing, amazing, like stupid good condition. So I'm like, I'm not even going to argue with the guy. Here's your money. And he's like, that's cool. And I turn the game around to uh, put it on a dolly, and we're going to haul it out to the truck, and there's this perfect mint showbiz pizza badge on there. <sighs> Show- so, Mother showbiz. trucking showbiz pizza. Yeah, it's super cool, right? So here's the <sighs> cool part of the story. Dragon's Lair, to me, is the reason why I got into this hobby. Showbiz As pizza. Most of you, if not all of you know, I love the game. It's... It's just, it's amazing to me. But the first place I saw it was Showbiz Pizza on the corner of Bloomington and Richfield. So I have a sneaking suspicion that this is the Dragon's Lair I played when I was a kid, and that sort of actually blows my mind. That's so amazing. Everybody needs to have one of their childhood machines. I mean, think about that. Think about the the odds, right? Yep. Yep. I don't know. I, well, I have the pole position I played at Astroworld. I know. I know. That's, that's an amazing the club. story. That, that blows. Okay, that's awesome. Adam, tell us your story like that. Go. Yeah, well, which game do you have that, that blows my that. mind? <laughs> blows. So what are you working on, Adam? <sighs> working is a relative turn for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to something called 2D Con. Uh, what does that stand for again? Um, well, that's where you wear VR head, uh, glasses, but you leave one eye closed. <laughs> <laughs> so, the interesting thing about this convention is uh, it's like an MGC light. Literally. And no, it's, it's not. It's for, it's, no, it's for console games. Come on now. Were you there? Well, that's what it's advertised as. Excuse me. It was, I, I wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second, Dan. Wait a second. Were you there? Were you there? Are you trying to tell me there are hundreds of games at that that are arcade? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, go on with your story. Silence. Oh, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. So, um, actually... Wait, why don't you play back that voicemail I left you yesterday? <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on, Adam. Adam, what are you working on? 2D, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> That's a um, long delay. Adam. <laughs> what now? Too, it took you too long to get that. That's... That's the sound of a pinball machine firing up. Oh, you know, I should, I should, I should, I should go on. Um, before I'm so rudely interrupted by Dan. What's going on here? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I was talking about 2D Con before I was so rudely interrupted. So um, it's actually an MGC. Go on. <laughs> Captain, I'm giving her all she's got. It's just not communicating. <laughs> you ready to hear my story yet? I've been born ready. I was born ready. So 2 Con uh, is actually kind of a cool Minneapolis convention, and um, two of our friends uh, donated quite a few games to it, to the arcade. There was actually um, quite a few arcade games this year. I think next year, uh, so they've doubled their attendance every year. This year they had 2,000 attendees. Um, they have uh, a very console-centric um, environment, but they're trying to change that. So they are actually bringing in uh, as many arcade games as they can to try to get more classic arcade games in. And it's kind of how it starts, right? So last year they, uh, uh, you know, appealed to the Midwest Gaming Classic Forum on um, uh, Facebook, and they tried to get some people in there with some some arcade games. And Brad uh, Lutz, uh, small town guy too, and of course uh, Brian Armitage um, were both gracious in donating a large large amount a large amount a large amount of arcade games to the event. But they already had a whole bunch, um, and included in arc the arcades that Brad bought were are brought were uh, The Simpsons, uh, Defender. Uh, karate Champ, uh, and his newly restored uh, Super Pac-Man uh, cocktail, uh, among others. And, and, and then Brian uh, Armitage brought uh, probably about eight or ten uh, candy cabs and a couple of his um, multicades. So in addition to that, they had four Dance Dance Revolution in varying... Um, I have no idea what, what versions they were, but people were playing them like crazy. And and then they had a bunch of 90s games, and there was a row of pinball machines. I think next year, if they have double the people bringing the games that they did this year in the arcade hall, it's going to be really interesting. And I think over the next five years, it could turn into a real MGC type of thing. So I'm really, I'm really excited about it. They also had a developer room, which was awesome they had all these like totally new games that people had developed one was called pin brawl and if you can remember like hungry hungry hippos this is kind of like hungry hungry hippos in reverse where you all have your own little there's four of you there's four colors and you have your little flippers and then little objects pop up on the screen and make it difficult to throw your pinball around and also turn it into like a bomb so they could shoot it at the other people that was really cool and they had like a retro 2d pixelated you know sort of helicopter game that was super awesome they had like probably 20 different like legitimately uh, you know developed games and the developers were right there for you to talk to them so that was pretty cool too and the develop and also if you went over to the vendor hall super fun uh, the merchant hall you could buy stuff not too packed the thing about this convention is it's young and there weren't that many you know room parties and things so um, and I'm really familiar with that hotel they, they, they throw a bunch of other uh, conventions there so it was super cool to have that familiarity in that giant room where people were playing like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, all these card games and things like that. And like Chris Cluey was there debuting two of his games. It was actually like a legitimately awesome convention. So I had a good time. I stayed Saturday to Sunday overnight in the hotel um, because I didn't want to drive home drunk. So, you know, you know, I had a good time. And I think next year, if any anyone out there who wants to bring some arcade games, if we all brought like two or three 
I think it would be totally awesome. I, I have at least three or four that I could get rid of next year. Um, so I might bring them and set them up and slap a, a price tag on them because it's, it's going to be a fun convention, and I think you'll see that in a couple of years it's going to be as big as MGC. But they'll be here in Minnesota. Chris Cluey, for all of you people who don't live in Minnesota, was the old Vikings kicker. Yeah, he's not that old, actually. Were you? Uh, were the, any of the games for sale by chance when you were there? Uh, all of Brad's games were for sale. Yeah, that's nice. So, what did they they put like uh, uh, stickers on them or what? Yeah, actually, you know, it's interesting because they didn't have a very good system for that. I talked to the owner or the founder, um, and um, we had a good conversation. I said, um, you know, uh, I gave him some. I, I just gave him some some tips like how MGC handles it. You get a you get a ticket with your number on it, and it matches your game. And then if you sell it to somebody then you can show the ticket and walk out with the game. Um, they didn't really have anything <laughs> in place for that. And I bought Brad, one of Brad's games, and the only reason they knew I bought it is because I told them. Otherwise, I could have just been anybody wheeling the game out. Hmm. So, mm. But I did get uh, his... his um, I don't know. Um, for, for me, it's pretty exciting. Uh, fully restored Super Pac-Man cocktail. Uh, from the ground up, all new laminate. Totally inside out, totally clean. All new glass, all new underlay and overlays. Rebuilt control panels. You know, rebuilt uh, coin. Me- everything was the coin door. Everything has been totally redone, and uh, very nice machine. So it's my favorite game. I love it. Uh, I've I've only gotten to play a half dozen times since I bought it. But uh, that was the second arcade game I ever played, and I played it in the Taco House at. Um, um, this little type, little place called the Taco House up in Park Rapids, and I played um, Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue on the jukebox, and I played that game. So I loved it. So anyway, uh, I bought that, and then uh, last weekend I hung out with Chris uh, Rhodes, and we rebuilt a friend's K7000 uh, chassis for his monitor. Uh, we, meaning Chris did, I watched, and then we had some beers, and then we um, loaded up um, a black and white basketball into the back of my truck, which I took home. So I have two of those. I'm going to make one good one, and uh, that's what I've been working on. Mark. And that's our show, folks. Hi. Yeah, thanks for playing. Oh. I'm going to make mine short and sweet. I bought a Nintendo Hellifier control panel for oh, five yes. Hell- <laughs> It was totally worth it. I, <laughs> I have a Nintendo Hellifier cabinet. Wait, wait, wait. You paid 500 bucks for a control panel? I did. And the only reason why, why? I was a serious F. <laughs> well, that, that's why I was trying to talk you down on your uh, your Dragon Slayer because I just yeah, just my beers. <laughs> and I, I guess the thing is, another. Let's, let's watch let's watch Barbie's video when he goes outside. <laughs> oh, I got, he's at the bar. <laughs> I cannot mute him. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, let's let's tell him what. Okay, so Steve Barbie, our guest, has walked outside. I can see his ice cold beer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's gonna get another beer. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> speak, we can see the ice cold beer. <laughs> He's walking us back. There's about 250 games in Grinkers. 250. 
Something like that, yeah. That is nuts. Barbie's got it all, baby. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. We're going to talk a lot about Grinkfest 2017 during this. I see, I see a frozen frame of a table. Holy crap, you guys. We have a new we have a new listener. Oh, Jesus. And, and I recognize him because he's a friend of mine. <laughs> so I've been making an ass of myself for no reason tonight. Oh. <laughs> Oops. No, I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's Dan, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So Eat a bag of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where was I? I was telling my little story. I bought a, a control panel. The reason why is because it was on eBay for $900. What? And I talked the, the guy serious down. Serious F. It's a control panel. Well, I mean, it's it also a Donkey has... Kong control panel. No, it's not bloody. because it has a completely custom joystick that is not something that you can just go out and buy. Oh, I thought you bought it for the graphics. I was going to give you the old slap upside the head. Oops. No, not the graphics. I mean, there's there's four of these cabinets in the world, as far as I'm aware of. And so... Do you have a board for it? Uh, I know a guy. It's funny. I know a guy who's... A, a friend told me, this guy has several, but I didn't <laughs> tell you. So now several. I'm like... Yeah, so I'm like trying to broach the subject with this other person, and I don't know how to do it. Wait, wait. Wait, Steve. What? Steve, what drink? What beer are you drinking right now? I'm currently drinking Coors Light. I only drink Coors Light now because I like to drink Coors- quantity. <laughs> quality. I, that, that's it's a smart it's move. It's quantity over quality. <laughs> I drink quantity. You mean quality? Nope. <laughs> this is totally honest about it. I just want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway mark continuing on <laughs> right okay so what's the deal with this joystick is it like uh <laughs> oh, planet bizarre. spinner rare or what yeah it's really uh, i don't know it, it's almost like a joystick that nobody had like somebody had designed it that didn't know what a joystick looked like and there's, <laughs> weird, there's like levers in it and shit well, and i don't know what's going on oh my god mark swore i'm gonna have to write down uh, the time where's this time i gotta figure it out now wow i've been i've been censoring myself i'm not you're so good band dicks or anything. oh my god mark turner <laughs> for fuck's Sake, you guys stop swearing. <laughs> so yeah, it, I mean it's worth it, and um, I'll be able to put this thing together. Trust me, it'll. It's just going to take a little bit of waiting. Well, are you going um, to send the graphics off to get them reproed at least? And are you going to have someone take a look at the? I mean, are there schematics for that joystick? Are you, you know, doing some preservation shit here? What are you doing, buddy boy? God damn. Well, I'm definitely not dipping it into tar or anything. So <laughs> we're going to bury it in the desert, and then yeah. people will find it 20 years from now and make a documentary in which people show show up and make fun of it. I mean, it doesn't have the, you know, the aura around the skyskipper whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't. I mean, it's a it's a pretty cool game. What? Skyskipper? No, no. I mean, Hellfire. Oh. I mean, is it like compare... Radar Scope? Because everyone had this big old hard on for Radar Scope, and I finally oh, got a hold of one, and I'm like, plug it in, and I'm like, this is the stupidest effing game ever made. I've never played it. I've never played Radar Scope. This yeah. one, it's I was like just a gonna, Everyone got mad because I was going to turn it into a red Donkey Kong. They're like, no, it's a Radar Scope, you son of a bitch. Hey, wait. So, so Mark, that that is your that's what you're working on. Is you you got a control panel? Is that it? 
Well, I mean, that was a big part of the week. And then the rest of it is I'm trading a Stargate for a Moon Patrol with some Louisiana dude. And Ooh, that's a good trade on your end. Wow. I I think so, too. Uh, Stargate is brutal, man. Yeah, it is a hard game. Steve. Oh, yeah. And I have two Stargates, Steve, Steve, so I'm ready to get rid of one. Stargate? What's your opinion on Stargate? On Stargate? Yeah, yeah. Um... I like Stargate just fine. I would always drop a quarter in Defender back in the day, but Defender always kicked my ass with those little red guys that flew around. And then when I saw Stargate, you know, it's the sequel. And so I had a distaste for it. Uh, but I would always still drop a quarter in it. I like like flying back and forth fast. So usually I would, I would, I would give up on the game and I would just fly as fast as I can and just play like a void. Um, and just you know, go fast and try not to hit anything. Yeah. Um, that that was that was usually how I played that game. Yeah. Start both Defender and Stargate are brutal. So uh, yeah. Hey, go ahead. Yeah. Let's let's ask Steve. Are you are you actually working on something, or are you farming something out to like some of your techs to work on? Me like game maintenance. Yeah, game maintenance or maintenance are you or to restore like collection or anything. Or like, Oh, so what am I doing? Oh, so you're like asking me what I'm working on. Um, I would say that there's like a hundred things always happening at once. Um, The thing that we're working on right now that I'm most excited about is probably um, uh, we got a space demon, uh, an upright space demon, which should be here in about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, That's, I think the, there's a lot of space demon uh, cocktails or, or, at least several known ones. Right. And I think that this is the only known um, upright space demon. So that'll be fun to get and, and uh, get working. Um, if it, let's see the other end of the spectrum. Like what, what are we working on that just sucks bad? Um, <laughs> probably be like, I don't know. There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of stuff that falls into that category. Um, it's usually stuff that you just fixed, you know, it's like, ah, we just fixed this, you know, X months ago and now here we are fixing it again. That's always a challenge. We really enjoy like bringing games back. So if we get a, a game that is dead, um, it's really fun to bring it back to life. Uh, but fixing a game that you had brought back to life that is broken is a little less rewarding. You know, it's more through maintenance, right? As opposed to bringing something back to life. So we like to bring things back to life. Uh, we've got a, um, a slither, um, that is, uh, we got, we worked on that last weekend and we got it. I think, we, I think it boots the game, but it is all the gar- graphics are garbly and there's no sound, um, which is progress because before we couldn't even get it to boot to game. Um, so we, we got it to boot to game and, and, uh, hopefully we'll get that one working this Saturday. If not, maybe next Saturday. Slither is awesome. Slither. Slither is that, that one where you have, um, do you guys know Slither? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. But tell tell our listeners. Tell our listeners. It's my understanding that it's like a, not a sequel to, but it's like a uh, an homage to, and like a competitive bitch slap to Centipede. So I was like, oh, Centipede's a hit. So uh, let's go ahead and launch something that's exactly like Centipede, but a li- like one layer more interesting. And that layer is that you can have, uh, you can fire up and you can fire down. 
And instead of being confined to just like the bottom fifth of the screen, you can move all over the screen. So your centipede guy can move all over the screen. You can fire up or down and like stuff's coming in from all over the place. Um, so the gameplay looks really fun to me. It's like, cause I, I do like centipede. Um, centipede's a favorite here, right? So everybody knows centipede. There's like, you know, the top 20 games or whatever. Yeah. Centipede is definitely something that people migrate towards. So I'm really kind of, I think I want to put this next to centipede to like get exposure for it for a while. And then see how people react to it, being that it's like a centipede stepsister. So um, the interesting thing is um, Slither was an arcade game, obviously, and you have that. But ColecoVision was uh, notorious for licensing um, non, uh, sort of um, less famous arcade games, right? So they had... um, all the Exidy games, for instance, you know, like Venture. Um, and and they also had Slither in their lineup. So if you have a ColecoVision, you can get Slither. That is correct. I read that, like, uh, when I was researching this one. You know, it's weird. We get a lot of just, like, um, stuff moving around. And so it's hard. Uh, like, Slither, I think we've had, for goodness, probably for, like, three months. And it's just you try and cycle... Cycle, try and cycle games over and get them get them back working again. But Slither, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, that's a really rare game. Yeah, it's the only one. It's the first opportunity in all the, in the since I've been collecting. This is the first, um, the first one I've had a chance to buy. Wow, that's awesome. That's there's cool. some dude. There's some dude that has like three of them or something. Of course, and one of them's like one of them's on like perfect like new in box oh yeah that's um, that guy in wisconsin mm-hmm. yeah and there's here's a photo one photo with three of them so mm-hmm. that photo is pr- pretty impressive I, re- I really like that old school photo of the uh i think it was like four e dots in one room i'm not sure who that was oh yeah but four e dots in one room that, and that's three just, that's just bragging it's, it's just bragging that's at the point right yeah, and that cabinet is gorgeous. I mean, the the picture that uh, I remember seeing it being like, I'm not super interested in the game, but I'd be super interested in just having the game in my yeah. collection because it's so awesome looking. The marquee, you're right. The cabinet, the cabinet is unique, and it is like really cool. I think it shares the same cabinet as uh, either Red Alert or Escape from New York. I can't remember which one was oh. the GDI game. One of those two titles shares the same cabinet as Slither. Um, I know because there's some guy in the forums that's looking for a, a bracket, and he's looking for a bracket for either a Slither or a Red Alert. And I went out and looked them both up, and they are, in fact, sister cabinets. Hmm. And so my, the weird part is my Slither has no bracket either. And so, um, but the good news is, is whatever that sister game is, we have, we have a cabinet only in storage it's like a somebody it's literally a cabinet it's a piece of wood there's nothing else so i'm really don't i really don't think that bracket's going to be there because i think it's pretty much been stripped i'm hoping it is because if it is i can throw it right on the slither and we're good and if i'm not then i'm into like trying to figure out how to fabricate a bracket which sure i hate i I can't fabricate metal so we have to pay you know it's like we measure and draw little diagrams and then take it to the metal metal fabricator dude's place and you know a week and a half later we get it so that's pretty cool. Um, so Mark, Dan, Adam, and guest—we've <laughs> all kind of done our what we're working Talk on. About what we're working on. All right. It's the arcade news with Don Reed. 
criminal discovered living in between arcade games in a Japanese arcade. According to Kobe <laughs> Shimubin <laughs> newspaper, a 30-year-old man was arrested recently on suspicion of trespass for living in an arcade. What? Are you kidding me? He's <laughs> living, like a guy is living in an arcade. According to detectives, the defendant had somehow managed to live there by wedging himself between arcade machines and hiding. <laughs> you must really love arcade games. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna live between these, this Pac-Man and this Defender. You know, that's kind of what like the kid <laughs> in Ready Player One does, except for he's doing it behind the washer dryer. <laughs> what? Actually, in a van. He does it in a uh, van, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is when he's at his aunt's house. He's like behind the washer dryer. <laughs> I, I've been recently brushing up on my. Did you Ready read? Player did you reread it? What's that? Did you just reread it? No, I bought the audiobook that Will Wheaton reads, and yeah, it's that's awesome. Tough get, that's tough to get through, though, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that guy doesn't quite read it very well. Uh, no, he, he does be, a way better job. There's actually people reading it on YouTube, and I was like, okay, I cannot, I cannot listen to these free. Why, why would you listen to anyone read it on YouTube? Well, I want my wife to read it. She's like, I don't well, want to read it. Give her the like, book. She knows how to read, book. right? She knows how to read. She doesn't like to read. It's a lot of work. It's such an easy read, though. Well, it's funny. She's she's farsighted, and so reading you know reading things up close hurts. (laughs) It's weird. I hear you. It hurts, man. (laughs) Starcade. Yes. Guys, excited about this? I'm 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 like pretty chubby here. So (laughs) on. Okay. <laughs> August 28th, you guys. Get out your chubbies because Starcade <laughs> will start streaming on Twitch. That ain't right. So uh, I think it's all digitally remastered and looks fantastic. Happy birthday and, to uh, me. Huh? Is that your birthday, August 28th? Yeah. Oh, right. I got a bag of something for you in my car. <laughs> gonna, can we give you a bag of something? I'll tell you right nice. now. I'm an expert, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. How much else other than that in the news, other than the uh, dreaded Windows 95 turns 22 years old exactly today? What? That's actually pretty cool. AKA Chicago. I think Mac Warrior was one of the first Chicago. games. What about That's Chicago? its code name. It was its code name. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. You guys know way too much about that. Well, you know, we were nerds when it was unpopular. Nerds! <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite vin- uh, version of Windows ever? Oh, that's a good question. Mac OS 10. <laughs> kick, <laughs> kick Dan in the nuts. Just kick him in the nuts. I like XP. XP, huh? No, uh, probably Windows, Windows 7. Windows 10 is the best. 7 for me, probably. Really? Have you used 10? It's like I'm on 10. 10. I'm on 10, 10 right now. 10's good. Except for the lack of wallpapers. Why do they give you three wallpapers? Seven was better. Clock and Barbie and Cliff. And, I don't know. Mr. Steven, what was yours? XP for sure. I was like the master of XP. When it went away, I was deeply saddened. <laughs> deeply saddened. <laughs> well, that's terrible. That's all the news we have? Well, yeah. It's a that's light news day. Okay. Can't, can't have uh, everything. Back in 82... I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the to cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? 
Hey folks, step into my time machine as I take you back to August 24th. That's the same day as today, but it'll be 1983. <laughs> whether you, yeah, you're coming with me whether you want to or not. <laughs> okay. I like it so far. Let's talk about the arcade technology news back in 1983 on this same day. Uh, Sega released Astron Belt in Europe. What the heck does that mean? In Europe? <laughs> what, in like England or something? And then, um, which uh, technically was the first laser dick. Go on. One day I thought this would happen. <laughs> You're looking at game. Right? <laughs> you guys are terrible. Randall's listening to this with his kids. <laughs> well, we didn't say it. <laughs> no kidding, we didn't say it. We're just Don't sitting here listening to to pollute our ears with Don't that. Sorry concerned. about our friend Mark here, but uh, apparently he's got his mind on something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I've never played Astron Belt. Have you guys ever even seen? I it? have. What is it? So what, Astron what? Belt was uh, actually actually they were sued um, because they had a whole bunch of back. Um, they had a whole bunch of um, uh, Battlestar Galactica footage. Oh, cool! Really? Yeah, and they also had um, you know the scene from Star Trek Two where you, or like the Genesis Project. Um, What's up? They have that computer-generated image, and the Genesis wave is like happening over the. Oh planet. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it passes through a really sh- narrow cliff. And yeah, that's in Astron Belt. Those, both okay. of those scenes. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, things were a little bit more lenient back then. Well, what and, a rip. So anyway, that that game got its butt sued by somebody. Interesting. So mm-hmm. they went away. Yeah. Understood. That's great. Hey, uh, Steve, have you ever played Astron Belt? I have never had the opportunity to play Astron Belt. No. no, it's a cool game. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see it. I mean, definitely. Uh, I love I love games with stories like that for sure. And so, yeah, if anybody ever has an Astron Belt, they wanted to go to someplace cool. I'd love to have an Astron Belt. Yes. That's for sure. that's awesome. Um, let's let's talk about what was going on at the box office on August twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three. National yes. Lampoon's Vacation was number one for two weeks in a row, only to re- be replaced uh, today by Rodney Dangerfield star Easy Money. Have you ever seen Easy Money? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. I can't remember what it was that he did to, to get the money. <laughs> I get that confused with that Richard Pryor uh, movie, you know, The Toy. Brewster's Millions. Oh, The and Toy. Brewster's Movie. Yeah, all of those movies are like... The Toy. All about money. The, t- all the Toy is partially responsible for me collecting games, I think. What? what? Why? Are there games in that movie? Yeah, because the the kid has like arcade games and pinball machines in his basement. Oh, really? I never saw that. Yeah, it's huh. a terrible movie. It's directed by Richard Donner, who did Goonies and you know The Omen and stuff. And <clears throat> um, he makes actually a guest appearance in the film. But Richard Pryor plays like basically a slave to this kid. It's a terrible, terrible <laughs> concept. I'm not even joking. It's terrible. Oh, He's a paid employee. He was on the movie oh, channel every week. It is so terrible. You guys watch it, and you'll be like, this is racist. I've seen I'm never it. watching it again. It's got the Wonder Wheel, man. <laughs> That's the Wonder Wheel movie. It's racist. It's totally racist. Oh, man. Yep. Um, That's, my final, okay. that's my final word on All right. it. All right. <laughs> Yep. Let's not get too controversial. Uh, so that <laughs> that reign of easy money lasts lasts only one week, and Michael Keaton's Mr. Mom would take over and then be number one for several oh, weeks. That is such a good movie. Love that movie. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. 
who was the mom? Who was the actual real mom? Who was his wife in that movie? Do you remember that? Diane Keating or something? What? Isn't that funny? Cause, Keaton, is that no, Michael wait, wait a minute. Diane Keaton? No, it's not Diane Keaton. Was it um, Terry Gar? No, Terry Gar. Mm. Oh, I don't know why. That I was Gung Ho. The show. I don't know. Mr. Mom. I'm going to look it's it not up. Not Smokey and the Bandit. Mr. Mom. Looking it up. Cast right now. Mr. Mom cast includes Terry Gar. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Oh, Lots of We're getting another beer. Yeah, let's go get another beer. Let's go get another beer. Got to so, get some quantity, so boys. About, he, that, I think he just passed the Omega race. Let's make our. Uh, let's, pop, make our um, let's make our. Let's make our song uh, about this. Everybody, do their best, like heavy metal. Go to get the drink. Go to get the beer. I drink cars. What's so, what That's song is that? Metal. Yeah, what's playing? Does punk? I was doing punk. He can't hear you. Wait, so I almost had it. I almost had it. Oh my God! It's the promise by um um when in Rome. That's right. My God! I just I would just want a, a contest. Sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. So there's a, there's some random dude on camera. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a customer. Yeah, he's got a track and field and hypersports right next to each other. Oh wait, it, this this is it's Howard Jones. Down under. Down under. Oh no, this is down under. Yeah. Oh, somebody's talking. I thought she said side boobs. What was that? Ooh, <laughs> go on. Said, I think she said cider. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> side boobs. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, here we go. Steve is picking us up again. Here we go. Walking back to the back. <laughs> he's got two of these little rooms that uh, he's walking into right now. Man, he's got uh, a lot of customers tonight. It's weird. Uh-oh. He's out of sound. Did you see somebody playing? What is that? Okay. Oh, here we are. I muted him. Uh, oh, you figured it out. Hey. <laughs> you, you could do that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we got to unmute him now. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the top five songs here, buddy boy. I'm interested. Wait a minute. I don't know if I can unmute him. I think I can only mute him. Steve, you got to unmute yourself. (laughs) He's looking at us. There we go. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, we're under the top five songs. Let's do this up. Top five songs on August 24th, 1983. Number five, speaking of tacos earlier, putting on the Ritz. This is a lot slower than I remember it. If you're blue and you don't know where to go If you're blue and you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where fashion sits? Sits Putting on the Ritz <laughs> Nice It's a good song I love that You know, they made a play, right? With that song in it I didn't know that uh, I think it's called Chess and they no, no, this no, song no. first and decided to make the play. That, you're thinking of a different song. No, definitely this song. Okay. We'll, we'll I'll look it up later. Okay, <laughs> number four. She works hard 
for the money. Oh, by Peter Wright. What is this? It's the intro. intro. Oh, yeah. I'm dancing to disco right now. Definitely yes. not disco. Oh, yeah. Disco's dead, baby. She was hard for the money. She was hard for the money. She was hard for the money, but you better treat her right. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen when we get to number three, Maniac by Michael Zambello. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, talk about a one-hit wonder, though. Holy I've, I've got my shoulder. Michael Zambello. I've you know, never heard of this man. Here, what is she? Maniac on the floor. What? I think he said something about a fire. So what do we have next? Uh, number two is Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by the Eurythmics. Just listen to that. It's like in two beats, you know what it is. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? <laughs> what happened? We lost Dan. We, did, we lost a couple people. I'm still here. I'm oh, here. here. He's back. He's back. <laughs> I thought he was like making a statement. Going, he's like, I'm hanging up. up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do this up. Number one. Number one. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this song makes me want to hang. Never move you remain. Oh, yeah. Every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. I saw these Number guys. One for months. I saw these guys live when they did the reunion tour. Fifth row. I did too. Wait, were you? Uh, we probably went to the same show. Yeah, in Minneapolis. It was at Excel. Well, it was St. Paul, right? Right. But it was. I, I was in fifth row, man. That was totally worth it. Um, it was general admission, so I don't know what row I was. <laughs> so that's the top five songs uh, for the. Uh, back on August twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three, and that's wow. the end of our segment of. What's the name of my segment? Back to the cave. Ah. I wonder yeah. if we, so the next thing is we usually take some, you know, listener callers, um, voicemails. You got any, there's dang it. What happened? <laughs> it was probably Dan again. No, I'm here. No. Oh, we oh. lost Steve. Oh, that's oh, no good. Okay. Stretch this voicemail out until <laughs> Steve comes back. I'm not playing it until he gets back on the air. Right. <laughs> The <laughs> Randy Gelking in the chat says, Andy Lennox bats for the other team, I think. Uh-huh. No. Thank you, Randy. No, it's just short hair. Shut up. That's right. I like short hair. I mean, it's not like Katy Perry has short hair and bats. For, oh, here we, oh, we got him back. <laughs> hey, Steve. Welcome back. Hey, Steve. Wait, un- unmute yourself. Hi, Steve. Unmute yourself. Yep top of the screen there again. yeah okay so let me tell you something uh what's that girl in um valerian i don't know that's oh, like that a movie nobody went to into killing himself while he was in the truck <laughs> oh i i don't know <laughs> i don't know idea but anyway she looks you know like sort of a female in valerian but then <laughs> after she did some like um <laughs> she shaved her head. somewhere she shaved her head and she looks straight up like a dude and Dude. they're like, yeah, she was a model. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Ugly as a butt, man. That, that girl's nasty looking now. 
<laughs> there's, there's all the, the chat is hilarious tonight. I don't know if you guys have been <laughs> keeping track of it, but I'm just dying here and I'll rereading a bunch of the chat. <laughs> oh my god! Well, thanks to Randy and uh, and Red Fryer and um, Andy Baldman and Dave from Buffalo for being in the chat tonight. By the way, Dave's, guys. Dave's there all the time. That's Dave, awesome. Dave's like. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's awesome. Maybe he needs to call in. <laughs> we need to get his backstory why he we likes do. to be tortured by our horrible TV show or whatever <laughs> this is. Or whatever this is. It, it, it's, oh my gosh. It is, if it was a TV it, show. It, it, it. Uh, uh, what? Oh, oh, you know what? So uh, I, we do have a call in the hopper. I'm going to play it right now, okay? Okay. Here we go. Hey, Arcade Ratio Podcast oh, compadre. Bob. It's oh, there you go, Bob. I'm busy getting prepared for that old hurricane Harvey that's coming to Texas. I'm taking care of, you know, the usual things that one does when this happens, like uh, tying my lawnmower to a tree, you know, just <laughs> buying them 10 gallons of milk and uh, five loaves of bread, you know, because uh, that's what everybody else is doing. Yeah, of course, uh, last but not least, I'm hoarding my regular unleaded gasoline like I usually do in my indoor pool. Anyway, so getting the point of my phone call, my question for you folks tonight is why don't hurricanes ever make it to Minnesota or Idaho? Uh, feel free to discuss this uh, mystery after I hang up. Talk to you guys later. Start the dick out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the question is, every single question is like that. <laughs> Mark, you was in the same state you do, pal. Uh, I have nothing. That is a little weird. Uh, You know, it's funny. Is why don't hurricanes come to Minnesota or Idaho? Maybe Steve should answer this one. Why don't hurricanes come to Idaho? I don't know. We're pretty not bad. Things don't happen here. There's no hurricanes. There's no earthquakes. There's no. You have tornadoes, don't you? (laughs) No tornadoes. No. What? Oh wow! I'm I'm moving to Idaho. And the win- and the winters are relatively mild. Uh, we get, you know, we don't we don't get feet of snow in Boise. We get inches of snow. So. You say Boise? And I'm outside. Of, I'm just outside of Boise. I'm in Eagle. Yeah. And we say Boise. <laughs> Boise. There's a whole song. If you Google, there is no Z in Boise. There's a famous oh singer. It's <laughs> here in town. She's actually really cool. It's a really great song. But uh, yeah, Google. There is no Z in Boise. That's true. <laughs> and there's a great great song. Oh, Andy Baldwin just spoke up in the in the chat too. Hey, welcome, Andy. Good to have you aboard. This is great. Okay, so um, yeah, thanks, Bob, again for your call. Don't encourage him. Well, you know he's going to keep calling. He he lives behind Don't a Walmart. Encourage him. Uh probably. You know, what you should do is like pose some question for him, and then maybe <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> Bob. Not going to encourage. What has him. been your best savings at the Walmart? <laughs> Let's find that steps, Bob. I bet she's going to answer. I bet you next week he answers that. Bob, what is your what is the all time best savings you had at Walmart? Okay. (laughs) Let's get to our guest. Well, you think so? Yeah, I think it's the time. Okay. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. 
show, Steve. Thank you. That was a, that's. I'm really impressed by like uh, all the all the stuff that you guys have going on. Um, Don't be. <laughs> it's all subterfuge, dude. It's all subterfuge. Let's put the subterfuge into the computer. You look up train wreck in the dictionary. You'll see a picture of all three of us idiots. Arcade radio. <laughs> we doing a show tonight? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> we better get we better get our stuff together. <laughs> Are you getting on, Dan? Oh yeah, this was about. Oh uh, yeah. Are we doing a show tonight? I don't know. Yeah, Steve said he was coming on. Okay, we should probably show up then. We should show like the pop then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Real oh, casseroles. Let's yeah. put him into the wood wood chipper, eh? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first question uh, we have to ask is Mr. Stephen Barbie. Stephen? Yes. Uh, Stephen? Steve. Steve. What is your yes. origin? What is H or V? I have to know. Wait a minute. First of all, first of all, let's just do a little plug for the for for the Grinkfest, right? This is you know Grinker's Palace. We're going to get to that it's in a second. Grinker's Grand Palace. Yeah, that's what I said. I said Grinker's Grand we're just, Palace. We're just Grinkers. Just just Grinkers is fine. Okay. So anyway, uh, Grinkers coming up. Uh, Grinkfest coming up. Uh, uh, you know, Grinkfest five. Five. Yeah, or twenty seventeen. However you want to put it, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And you're in Eagle, Idaho. Yes, that is correct. We are in Eagle, Idaho. Yeah. It's August August twelfth through the fourteenth. So that's for three days. Yeah. Anybody days. that's interested, you would be flying into Boise, and then it's about a half hour trip to Eagle from there. It's really easy to do, and your hotel will probably pick you up from the and, and drop you off. There is also like people being like showing up early because they're excited about it on Thursday. So Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, the events are in October, October, whatever it is. But yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and, uh, 12, 13, 14, Thursday, yeah. Thursday is one of the, uh, I don't know. It's every night is just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that in mind, uh, tell us your origin story, which includes, you know, wh- where you grew up, how you got into arcades, and how you happened upon Grinker's Palace. Um, okay, so um, back in the day, um, you know, I would ride my bike from uh, a house to the mall about, I don't know, probably like 35 minutes, because that was the best arcade. It was the gold mine in, in the uh, Topanga Plaza. Gold and, mine. Pretty much played a lot of games there. I played at um, local 7-Eleven when I was really young. I remember my dad when I was probably, well, it's whenever Galaxian came out. So that's like 78, 79. Nice. Um, and so Galaxian was out, and my 7-Eleven had it, and my dad would come home from work, and I would be like, Dad, Dad, take me to 7-Eleven. And we'd go to 7-Eleven, and we'd uh, play Galaxian. He used to go golf. We went to a place called uh, a Van Nuys Golf Course. Uh, they had some games there. There's, back then, there's just games like they started to be everywhere, and so I don't sure know they, were, they were in supermarkets. They were in you know, they were in dentist offices. Apparently, bathrooms, bathrooms. Everywhere. They were everywhere. My wife, my wife, my wife remembers playing Thief at her haircut place. Really? And, yep. Oh, that's such a good game too. It is a really good game. That has a cassette player in it, does it not? Q 
Can you imagine yeah. the poor sucker who got that game to restore it? <laughs> the thief opened it up. It's just mobbed with hair. <laughs> it is, it's melted tape. It is a cassette game, right? Is that right? It is, yeah. Yeah. So that's there's cool. Both, there's both regular, you know, like, like there's a, a sound effect of eating the dollar bill. Oh, yeah. And then there's sound effects of maybe turning corners. I'm not sure, but there's limited sound effects. But the main sound effects are the audio of like the police, you know, on the sure on the, over the air, and then the crash sound is also on the on the tape. On so the it's tape. actually um, they just did instead of stereo, it's left and right. So when it's the police banter, they're just playing the left channel, and when it's the car crash sound, they just play the right channel. But on the tape itself, on the tape itself, there's there's constant banter on the left channel and constant crashing, repeat crashing on the right channel. And so it just oscillates between playing left or playing right, depending upon what's happening in the so, game. Dan, I, I see a project in your future. <laughs> he, he did the journey cassette board. Uh, so that's cool. So I think he might have fallen off the earth or muted himself or gone to the bathroom. So that's okay. So uh, wait a minute. I got to back up. So your wife was the thief player? Yeah, that's correct. My wife is, uh, uh, she wasn't hardcore, but she has memories of playing games. Oh, cool. And so, um, let's tangent. How did you meet her? Oh, gosh. We met. Um, I think we just kind of went in the same circles. So we kind of just met each other. We actually dated, like, didn't date. We quote unquote dated when we were like little kids, like 13 and 12. Like, we held hands once and it was a huge deal. And then we broke up, also in quotes. And then, like, uh, Eight years later, we encountered each other again, and then uh, the rest is history. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, Casey Relford uh, joined the chat, by the way. We got a good act active chat tonight. He says he used to walk by a Kroger to, pull, to buy baseball cards and play two games they had there uh, sitting side by side, which were Journey and Crawl. He says he'd really love to see a Thief MP3 board replacement for the tape deck. And, you know, that's what I was alluding to for Dan. So, anyway, continuing on with your origin story, Steve. All right. So, um, you guys asked me earlier, like, what my favorite game was, which is probably coming up anyway. So, I'll, I'm going to have to cheat and just talk about it now because there was a <laughs> Tron. When I was a little kid, my favorite game was Tron. And there was a movie theater in Sherman Oaks, California, or somewhere in that general area that was, like, underground. And I had never been to a movie theater there. It wasn't like underground. It was like the main level. Then there was like this atrium, like lower level, which was actually underground. Um, and we saw Tron there in 1982. I was 10 years old. And I came out of the movie just like mind blown. And I had a Tron in the lobby. And I was a little kid. I was 10. And there was like, shit, I don't know, like 10 or 12 kids like crowded around the Tron. And they're all, you know, 15, 16 years old. And so my dad, totally rad, he like put me on his shoulders and like butted me in there so I could like watch the game being played. I never actually played a game, um, but I got to like watch for like, I don't know, five minutes. And then after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta find a Tron. And we found a Tron at Farrell's, and, uh, which was like an ice cream parlor. Uh, and they had uh, like an arcade off to the side. And like a burger restaurant where they served ice cream. And then off to the side, there was this arcade and probably had like 30 games in it. And Tron was in there. And I freaking, I lived on that Tron game. I was all about Tron. 
You know, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting you say that. And, and, and my um, home arcade is the logo is the Tron bike, and this is Adam's arcade because I, I really like Flynn Flynn's arcade type of thing. So I I, I did a whole um, design a redesign of the Tron bike and put my name in it in Golden Valley, Minnesota, and that's my logo for my. Uh, home arcade and I actually I've had bar glasses and shot glasses and t-shirts and I have my own tokens but it's all Tron and my first uh, collected arcade game was a Tron cocktail so I have that in common with you that's one of my favorite games as well well we definitely we definitely share that in common then because the you ask like uh, origin story so if you if you wanted to know like the so of course I was obviously interested in arcade games but the actual origin origin would have to have been um, the movie. So in, in Tron, Flynn owns Flynn's, which is his arcade, and there's his arcade, and then he has this like loft. There's this scene when they're in the loft and they're talking about how Dillinger screwed him. Oh, yeah. He created the games. And they have and the Coleco. Remember, they're, like one of them is holding the Coleco. Um, yep. It was uh, electronic quarterback. Yes, that's right. Yep. yep. And so there's this whole, they're like hanging out in this loft overlooking this arcade in like couches and like this total like chill pad. And I remember thinking at at 10 years old, I remember thinking, Oh, that is what I want to do when I grow up. Um, and so (laughs) that's awesome. So Grinkers really is it from a, from a, a technically like a historically technically correct perspective. Grinkers is the realization of a 10 year old kids. uh, (laughs) Yeah. We must be the same age because I think that was '82, right? So if you if you were ten, I'd be the same age as you. Yeah, I was born in '72. Me too. So um, the other thing that's interesting about that scene is um, the woman in, in that scene has slept with both of them. Um, I don't suppose that happened to you. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, I, this is I. By the time Grinker started, I was uh, happily married with three kids. <laughs> three kids. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got three living at home as well right now, so that's pretty cool. So, Grinkers, uh, uh, how did the name come about? Um, Grinkers is... Um, who, does anybody know this story? Uh, well, I, we I, we I might do, do but let's, let's just pretend we don't. You tell our listeners. Tell me, tell me what you... Uh, yeah, or tell, tell me what you think it is. What's the story? Uh, I think it's named after a pet. <laughs> I know it's named after yeah. his son. And it has you're close. Some... You're really super close. It's um, <laughs> so when when my wife was pregnant with our third kid. So I guess I didn't at the time. We had two kids. So when our wife was pregnant with our, th- that's not true. So <laughs> when my wife was pregnant with two kids, uh, with our third kid, we asked our second kid, "What should we name the baby?" And the second kid said, "Oh, we should name the baby Grink." And then over time, Grink morphed into Grinkers, and then by the time the arcade started, uh, we decided to name the arcade after our son. So uh, Grinkers is Grinkers because our kid's name, our kid's nickname is Grinkers. Um, the, that's how the Grinkers name came about, and then the Grand Palace part, so it's Grinkers Grand Palace. The Grand Palace part came from my childhood arcade, so one of the arcades that I didn't mention yet was 20 Grand Palace on Ventura Boulevard about um, two blocks down from Taft High School, and um, that's actually the arcade where War Games was filmed. So, oh, that, awesome! When, yeah, when Matthew Broderick plays that Galaga, Galaga, the, yeah, 
Yeah, that's the same Galaga I played. That was my Galaga. Awesome. So, um, you know, you know, they gave that Galaga to him. He ended up with that Galaga. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's awesome. They, um, but yeah, the the so it was Twenty Grand Palace. So the Grand Palace is borrowed from uh, the name of my one of my childhood arcades. So Grinker's Grand Palace. Speaking of which, let's just take a, a minute here. So eighty two is a big year. I don't know. If, is that when War Games came out as well? That might be the same year. That was the year. Yep. Yeah, and oh. all. And also, I think so, yeah, 82 or 83. And it's funny because Fathom Events here in the Twin Cities, and well, probably all over the country, did a, a re release of War Games uh, for the anniversary a few years back. And I, and I went to it, and it was awesome. And this year, for the 35th anniversary of the 1982 Star Trek um, II, um, the Director's Edition, they're doing a Fathom Events here in the Twin Cities and all over the country, I think September 10th or something like that. So watch out for that. But that that's awesome. I, that's so cool that you got to play the actual war games. Uh, so Yeah, that was June 3rd, 1983, that war games came out. By the way, they sent the Galaga to Broderick to practice before he had to actually shoot the Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. That way he would be prepared. Very cool. I can tell you. I can tell you that the uh, the layout of that arcade for the movie is different than it was in real life. So they had um, there's a shot where they pan from the area where you like order like a drink and a bag of chips. They pan from like the ordering area across the arcade over to where the the Galaga is. And when they do that pan, there's some games like right like up close in the middle of the arcade. And those games were never there. That was always just seating. Uh, there's also this cool scene in that where at the beginning, uh, in the first clip of that uh, movie, I think they have a blueprint um, like to the left of the entrance when, when they walk in the door. But if you watch the, um, the second arcade scene later in the movie, that blueprint is now gone, okay. which is kind of cool. Also, Dave from Buffalo says he's 1972, baby. So... There's a bunch of us. I love you, Dave. You're the best. Dave from (laughs) Buffalo is my friend. (laughs) And happy birthday to Mark Shields on Sunday. Oh, God. Happy (laughs) birthday to you. Is that the end of the song? Hey, you know, that it's funny, that place that you were talking about, that Grand... So that's the name of the... I'm looking at the scenes that have the Galaga, and it says 20 Grand Place, Food, Family, Fun, and Games. 20, 20 Grand Palace... Um... Yeah, Camp Grand Palace, right? Yep, Twenty Grand Palace, food, family, fun, games. I think is what their sign oh, says. Right. Funny. In, in, the movie, in the movie, they say that it's located in Seattle. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they do. But it's really in Woodland Hills, California, and they have uh, in the um, if you go online, it's funny because you can find uh, T-shirts with uh, Twenty Grand Palace on it that say beneath it, Seattle, Washington. Um, so they, they replicated it to be movie correct, um, which is kind of infuriating because I'd really love to have a Grinker's Grand Palace, you know, Woodland Hills, California shirt, but it does not exist. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, how long, oh, so let's talk a little bit about Grinkfest. So what exactly is Grinkfest? Uh, it's just, it's an annual tournament. People come from, uh, all over the place. I think last year there was people here from like 17 different states in Canada. Um, so it's really a kind of, a, I don't know, I really, I think it's, 
I think it's something that I appreciate. You know, it's something where, um, you know, I, 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 I tried to make something really cool. And then when all these people show up and like, yeah, you know, this is places like it's fun to hang out at. It is rewarding. So for me, Grinkfest is just a, it's just a, it's a nice like time where I get to enjoy my arcade with a bunch of people that are like my, like my brothers. Cause we all feel the same like passion for these things. Right. So you get a bunch of people that all feel the same way about the games in a, cool environment and it ends up just being like you know one of the best times of the year so yeah I, uh, so it's, um, it's a really cultivation of the of the hobby right there's you have the you really built you know we, we built a community we talk about community a lot on the show um and the funny thing is is that um these these types of events you know including you know um was it bro fest out at um in, in um new hampshire uh, at fun spot and, and this one in particular are two of the bigger events that that, that we have a lot of um, arcade folks coming out to really support the community and I think um, you really echo that in your feeling like you really um, you really enjoy the fact that you're surrounded by your brethren in your community of, of people that really love this hobby uh, and that's pretty cool so um, arcade radio uh, we announced I think maybe the last episode that um, this will be the first drink fest for us we are coming out to to support uh, the community and to support Greenkers Palace and S- Steve and his family and 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 Greenfest. We're really excited to be there, and uh, so thanks for um, thanks for having us out. We're, we're really excited about it. Yeah, you're good. You know, I'm thinking about changing the name. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're going to call it Greenkers Palace. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> you just can't get that grand, can you, buddy? Nothing's wrong with it at all. It's um, you know, it's going to be fun to have you guys out for sure. Um, it is. I know you guys have um some fun stuff planned, which I'm really excited about. It is a um, it really, Green, Green Fest is really kind of a free for all. It is a um, I, I'm pretty easy going. I don't really uh, I don't like to. I don't like to organize things too much. So Greenfest is really organized by others. And so I get to just show up and hang out and enjoy myself. And so uh, because Greenfest is organized by others, people will come to me and say, well, Hey, what do you, what about this? Or what about this? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And so it ends up being this kind of uh, um, <laughs> this mix of a bunch of different things. And so this year is going to be particularly interesting with uh, the stuff that you guys have planned, and it's going to be another great year. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. <clears throat> no, it's, it's funny. We don't have a whole lot planned either, but we're really excited. We're going to do at least, uh, I hope, an hour live bit. Uh, you know, if we can make it through that, and then um, actually, Steve and I were talking on the phone. We had a great idea for a side tournament. So we're hoping to do something really fun with a side tournament, which may involve, mm, I don't know, a frog jumping in reverse. I don't know. So some, some, something fun like that. I like that concept. Yeah. And, and, and Kelsey uh, Relford in the, in the chat right now is, is attacking Mark. He says, I hate you and your summertime birthday. 
Number 10 birthdays rule, except for that uh, you know, they're usually on the first day of school, so you yeah. can't really invite people when you're like <laughs> a right. kid to go to your birthday party. Well, and they changed the start date in Minnesota, so it's like uh, the first week of September, so I after Labor Day. So I um, I also have a birthday in August, the day after Mark's on August 28th. <laughs> so oh, my God. You like, guys make me want to puke. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I follow Kelsey I, on Twitter. It's funny. I, I keep calling him Kelsey, and he Kelsey. says, he, he says, stop calling me Kelsey, you son of a gun. <laughs> it's Casey. It's Casey Relford. I think I follow <laughs> Kelsey on Twitter. <laughs> it's Casey. Do I follow you, Kelsey? Casey. <laughs> it's H and X. Here we got Casey. I think I followed him because he had an agent. Casey, Randy, yeah, right? Dave, uh, Andy, uh, John, we have a big, a big group of people in the chat tonight. It's totally awesome. So, even though some of them are normally stock stalkers, and Andy Baldwin, I always call Andy Baldwin. I don't know why. <laughs> and then he's like, "Aren't you violating copyright?" Anyway, moving on. So, uh, Steve. Back, back to Grinkfest. Back to you know. So you, you have this awesome Grinker's Palace. Have you ever run any other businesses in the past? I can't answer that question. Oh, oh, serious. Oh. Oh. No, I can answer the question, but you have to ask. You have to. You have to get it right. <laughs> Interesting. Have you ever? You have to say. You have to say Grinker's Grand Palace. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Grinker's Grand. <laughs> Oh, so he was cutting me early. I didn't even notice. He's like, I'm thinking about changing the name to Grinker's Palace. You just figured that out, genius. <laughs> that is correct. Grinker's uh, Grand. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I got to get this right. Write it down. Right. Say it. I'm right. Wait, wait. You're going to get in a taxi. I got it. Okay, here we go. Do Grinker's Palace. <laughs> down like, hold it. Hold it a second. Stephen Barbie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you ever, besides Grinker's Grand Palace, <laughs> have you ever run any other businesses in the past? Uh yeah, I've done a lot. So I got it right. Um, it's uh, it's really not the most exciting conversation. I've done a lot in um, the tech sector. I've done um, some stuff in the real estate world and. Uh, those those ventures have enabled Grinkers to exist, and so oh, cool. um, I do have other stuff that is kind of the breadwinner, and Grinkers is more of a um, a hobby business, a, a labor of love, um, and uh, so yeah, there's other stuff, but it's mostly but it's stuff I, I do like it. I mean, it's all tech stuff. I like being um, anything that's technology is is interesting to me, and so. I had a, I had a nice opportunity to work for a, uh, a venture capital backed dot uh, com company back in the dot com era and lived through the you know the bubble bursting and um, so yeah it's been uh, it's been fun and it's been a lot of work and um, Grinkers is kind of my way to get, kind of give back a little bit. That's awesome. I think Mark has a couple of questions for you, don't you, Mark? I do. I'm going to ask. Um, okay, so as far as Grinkers 2017, do you have any previews of what we might be dealing with? Any contests and tournaments that some other people might have been planning? All right, so there's 
Um, I know that we have the regular tournament, which is uh, refereed by uh, Clint. Clint is awesome. He um, is with Orcade, and they he does a just an amazing job. Uh, just runs things totally legit, and it's just like pro all the way down the line. And so, very grateful to Clint for the the regular arcade or the regular tournament. There will be. Um, I think they do some type of combination of, uh, you know, there's these 14 games in the tournament and some combination, some algorithm of what your highest scores were um, yields the uh, the person that's in first, second, and third. And then those people win prizes. I know that there are, um, I think Gak said there's something like $1,200 in prizes so far. Nice. Um, there's the tournament. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's like, and it's all cool arcade stuff. So it's not like here's your, it's here's like some rad cool thing. Do we um, get like a Wiku joystick or something, or what do we get? Here's your USB card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like last USB year, one <laughs> Last year I won a, like a flash, not a flash drive. Sorry, I was just joking. I I won a uh, cap kit from IanKellogg.com. For which game? Um, for it was a forty nine hundred monitor. So oh, that's good. So it's pretty universal. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. That's not bad. That's like an eight dollar kit. Yeah, and I, I won because I went to all three of the uh, John's Arcade uh, festivals. I guess. Nice. <laughs> good. Good work. Nah, it was hard, dude. We hard. just had Mike Martin join the chat and Scott Reed, along no, along with no Kelsey, relation. along with Kelsey Rayford. Hey, uh, Kelsey, <laughs> I think I follow Kelsey on Twitter. Is that right, Kelsey? <laughs> I thought we just, this is weird. I'm having deja vu. I'm going to ask Steve another question. Okay, okay. Uh, we heard in the beginning of the uh, show before we started that you had something really, you knew something really cool about Tron. And can you tell us what that was? Okay, yeah. So in Tron, if you're playing Tron um, and you're, there's four levels and you have, uh, what is it, light cycles and the MCP and the um, the bugs, the spider level, and the light cycles, those right? Are, those so are called grid you, bugs, by the way. Beat, Tanks. Yeah, the, so you beat all four of those levels, and then you go to the next round, and you play all those four <laughs> levels again. Then you go to the next round, and you play all those levels again. If you get to the fourth round, and you play the, um, the, the tank level, you can't... The tanks are no longer... Uh, tanks that shoot you they've changed to recognizers which are That's the true. red yeah they, they move fast i've never heard that yeah. yes I they turn to that. recognizers That's it's freaking awesome it's scary as crap too you're like whoa and they move fast they don't shoot but they move really fast and they you just have to avoid them but the cool thing is if you get to that level this is kind of like that uh, pac-man cheat where if you go to this certain corner and you're not in the view of any of the ghosts, you can just stop there and the ghost will never nice. get you. So if you, if you go to the, if you're at the recognizer tank level and you go to the very, very upper right hand side of the screen, there's like a dead end up there. Mm-hmm. You can just get yourself into that dead end. The recognizers can never get you. So you could just go there and walk away from the arcade game and then come back like three hours later and you're still going to be alive. Nice. I'm going to totally uh, do that. Now do, you rack, do you rack up points while you do that? No, because you're not killing anybody, and you're not getting any time points either. Uh, hmm. <laughs> but it's fun. I like to make that like my last game. So I'll play just long enough to get there, 
and leave my guy there. And so the game's kind of left in that state. And so what I hope happens is somebody walks by and looks at it. I was like, what the hell is that? I've never, never seen that before. And so then it'll kind of like peak their curiosity and figure out, try and figure out how to get back there. You know, hmm. that's awesome. I, and that, that actually freaked me out when I first got to the recognizers. I was like, Whoa, that's so cool. And then I died. Man, I have a try. I didn't even know that that did that. I got to do that. There's a way actually to jump ahead. I think with the probably, yeah. There's some test sequence thing that you can do to jump. It's, to you know, level. it's it's actually not that far into the game. You you just have to memorize like the first four. Here we go. Oh, oh he's going on another beer. beer. Here we go. Yeah. Beer run. Beer run. <laughs> I gotta mute him. I'm gonna mute him. Still fun. Let's. <laughs> It's so funny. I'm once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> That's right. You got it. You got it. Oh, we're in a different look. look so there's a change machine. See that? Yeah. This is, you know what? This is actually right. kind of fun. I'm so looking forward to the, going to this arcade, you guys. It's so fun. It's uh, one of the best oh, vacations. The ice, had. ice cold beer. Really That's good. my favorite. One dollar. One dollar beers. Oh, one dollar. If you're if you're uh, if you go to club and you register as one of the people that are going to be in the games, you I did get a. Yeah, perfect. And you'll get a uh, a lav a lavalier. Wait a minute. What am I trying to say? Ooh, a bandolier. We'll get a bandolier. No, I didn't mean that. Uh, Are you giving away lavalier mics? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Are they wireless? I don't. I think, I'm not having access to my uh, vocabulary. Like, la- lanyard. Lanyard. Who are these dudes? Yeah, you get a lanyard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, and then you you actually pay like when you're you know, when the thing is all over, but. Um, <laughs> they also have like amazing Subway sandwiches, not that they make themselves that are just delicious. <laughs> and they're a dollar each as well. That's hilarious. It's funny. I don't, I, think, so I, I don't think I'm following Kelsey on Twitter. I'm looking it's at my Ke- Twitter right it's now. It's Casey. It's Casey. He's a Robert. Casey Robert. Kill us. Right. He, he, go- <laughs> he says, oh. he says the tri-blankta. And, and like ready look, to kill us. Exactly. <laughs> if you look to the left of the video that Steve has that nobody else can see, that's the expansion. Like that whole like section just keeps going oh, way, yeah. way, way, way back. That that's all new stuff. Interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Oh, I wonder if he's waiting for other. Uh, oh, weird. What? That's where the 720 is. So that little nook back there is much, much bigger. So he expanded towards the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever was next to him is gone. Oh, sweet. And, and I think that slowly they all shall fall. And so my guess was he uh, expanded in that Lego place that nobody went into. Yeah, I can't remember what was in there. Okay, yeah, we're like a Lego like, place. Oh, here we go again. Back. He's got it. There you go, Steve. He's got his there you go, buddy. Yep. This is like I the got, most awesome interview. Um, I wish I you guys it. could see this. This is great. Uh, He's well, I'm gonna enjoy himself right now. He just needs a he needs a moment to himself. <laughs> Wait, we got We got get our next question ready. What is our next question anyway? Let's see. Uh, the top topic 20? of our next question top is top twenty games. The top, top twenty 20. games in the arcade. Yeah, he's got to do that. So when he gets back, that's what we're gonna do. We have to have him unmute. Okay, you guys want to guess? Let's let's guess what number one is real quick. I'm gonna uh, guess Tron. Ms. Pac-Man. Tron. Ms. Pac-Man. Tron. No, or gra- Gravitar. Position. Gravitar and Tron. Ooh, actually, Mark might have a point. All the steering wheel games are uh, <laughs> big money makers. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet oh. Ms. Pac-Man. But he does have that um, the tabletop uh, war game, uh, not war games, Warlords. You know, you guys uh-huh. before before 
Steve gets back. I have to say, tonight, I didn't expect the chat to be this hopping. Um, I want to think. I got Kelsey's in it. <laughs> I just want to. Did you just say taint? Um, so taint? What? Go on. <laughs> I just got to thank Dave from Buffalo, Randy Gelking. I got to thank uh, Red Fryer John. I got to thank Dave from Buffalo. I got to thank, um, you know, Scott, Scott Reed. Yeah, Scott Reed just joined. Um, no relation. <laughs> exactly totally different spelling uh i have to uh thank training and support whoever that is uh i have to thank andy baldwin um baldwin uh, and i gotta thank um casey uh thanks kelsey <laughs> and i got hey, what does training support do I don't know, but that was an awesome I'm, little interjection there. It was pretty good, you know. And then you know, I just—it's pretty fun. So thanks for thanks guys for all our popping in here. At, look at Barbie. Okay, Barbie, Barbie unmute yourself. You have to unmute one more time. The, you're, you're in the dark. In the dark. You're in the dark. <laughs> what is that back there? I don't, I don't know. It's creepy. It's like uh, that's a Kickman back there. That's a Kickman. Oh, it is. Yeah. The balloons. Yeah, I see. This is um, a Space Invaders mini. And then that's Kickman right behind it. Awesome. Nice. If you need any Kickman cocktail control panels, I have them. I'll just send them to you for free. So, um, uh, Mark, you had a few more questions right. for our guests. So, uh, so at Grinkers, what are the, you know, roughly, what are your top 20 games? Jesus. <laughs> okay, 20 games. Uh, <laughs> Poor guy. You don't have to. Maybe five. we can listen to like 10 or 5. I think just rattle off five. whatever you think is up there. And then you can stop. Miss Pac-Man. So you're asking me about earners, right? Earners, yeah. The ones you pull the most money out of. What are your right. top five? Um, I guess I should tell you that the... 1943. The, I'll tell you that the earners are... Um, the top 20 earners are, are vastly outnumbered in earnings by the 40 games that follow. So the top 20 games, um, it isn't like there's 20 games that are super popular and everything else sucks. It's more evenly spread out. So most people think it's going to be kind of dominant, but it is way more spread out than even I would have anticipated. Really? Um, the pinballs, of course, do well. Um, the cockpits do well. So pole position cockpit. God damn uh, it. Mega race cockpit. Um, the well-known games, of course, do well. The Galagas, the Mispacks, the Donkey Kongs, the Centipedes. Um, but then you have like the, um, they're like classics. I want to say they're rare classics, but they're games where people see them and they like flip out. They're like, uh, like rampage, right? People will see rampage and they'll be like, Oh my God, it's rampage. I remember rampage. And they just, they go all in on rampage. Sure. We had a, I had a, some, we had a, you know, the eclipse that happened. We had some people, I had a friend from Southern California. I hadn't seen in 20 years came up to Boise to see the eclipse and the what now he came to Grinkers and he <laughs> brought some people with them and they were, uh, there was this girl with them and Would she didn't not? tell me after, but she came up to me and she said, go on. She said, she said something like, <laughs> I was going to say that this play, this place isn't, this place ain't shit without Paperboy. Oh, this place ain't shit if they don't have Paperboy. And then I turned the corner, and then there was Paperboy. And that, and she literally did for the three or four hours that me and my friend hanged out. She would play Paperboy the whole time, and she called her sister and like texted her sister photos. Oh wow! Really interesting how people will come and find like the game that they remember, their and game. They'll just they'll gravitate towards it. Wow! And so 
it's yeah, there are popular games, but I think that when you find a when a person finds a game that they remember, even if it may not be a mainstream title, it becomes their favorite, and so we get lots of quarters and all the games for that reason. Wow. Hey, Steve, I have a question for you. Do you have a journey on site, and does it have my cassette interface board in it? And if not, you're a bitch. <laughs> Just kick him. Kick him in the nuts. Okay, so um, there was two versions of that. There was one that was like um, limited edition, like super pretty on like a different type of like board. Oh, and yeah. there was the regular one, right? Well, you got in early if you got one of the pretty ones. Did you get a pretty well, one? I have, I have both. Oh, um, you son of a I, bitch. I think right now we have the regular one in there because we're keeping the pretty one safe. Oh my gosh, that's so. That's wait, wait, awesome. wait, 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 wait. What's the difference between the pretty one? Tell me. Me? Oh, I I made a special version for the first twenty people who uh, bought into the Journey cassette interface board that I oh, made. Oh, so you had the, so the clear blue or whatever. Yeah, it's no, it's not clear. It's mirrored blue and it's etched, so you could put a light behind it. But holy crap! Yeah, it's. it's I nice. own one of those. Oh, do do you? Yes. You bought one of those from me? Yeah, okay, I love. You don't even own a journey. Hey, one day, dude, I have to dream. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah, those are. Uh, I I had someone offer me five hundred bucks for mine. No. Yeah, those those boards were a godsend for sure. It was because we struggled with our journey, and now we don't have to worry about it anymore. So nice. yeah, it's it's running the board, and it's been doing great for years. And uh, you know, we we. You know, for, for the first, I don't know, 14, 15 months that we were open, we did not have correct sound. When you got to that last level, we had no music that played. Um, and so it was a, we were on a mission to fix that for a long time. And that uh, that board was like, yeah, it was a miracle. It was like, wow. Mm, awesome. So, That's right. awesome. I'm glad that actually I did something good in this world. There you go, boys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. I should I should mention that there's uh, there's uh, 500 people that have made this place possible. Uh, there's uh, just like the it's really a it's really a community thing, right? So if I didn't have people that wanted to support us with parts and with advice and with games, um, this place would not be what it is. So I I tend to be called to be the the kind of the voice of the place but the place itself is um exists because of many it's a common you know it's a common story we hear about a lot of the guests in in the events they hold you know like mgc for instance dan lucen is very appreciative of the people that make that place happen and i and i everyone we've talked to who has um something going on like that is very appreciative i and i think if you're not then you know we don't want you on the show but i think it's really great that you feel that way and i i, I love to hear that because we're you know in whatever way we can help when we come out i'm sure we're going to try to help so um you know and and anybody who's listening if you haven't heard of grink fest or grinkers grand palace make make sure that you look it up and 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 uh, come out and join us dude kelsey be- just sent me a love note on twitter just so you know thanks kelsey <laughs> i love you too buddy seriously guys come out and, and join us um so uh mark do you have any uh, or dan do you have more questions i think there's maybe one or two questions we had left i can't remember 
So. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Worst games. Let's let's just go down that road. So you kind of told us the top earners, but if you uh, if you were forced to get rid of three, what would they be? Um, just the dogs in the place that don't earn a penny. I'm guessing Darius. <laughs> There's certain games I bet that he has that don't make money that he'll keep anyway. No, this is this is purely business standpoint. Okay, okay. All right, so pure business. It, it's going to be. Um, Oh gosh! Um, what are the paperweights? The right person to ask would be. Um, so, because it is a hobby business, I really don't. I don't pay too much, so much attention to things. I, can, I guess I can tell you that the the, the lowest earners are going to be. Um, so one of them is going to be scramble, a lot, and a lot of it has to do with placement. So, I could take a, a, a mediocre game and give it a high profile location, and it'll perform totally different, right? And so, really? there really are there's a lot of subtleties in regards to where a game is um, relative to how well it does. Um, right now, a game that does really, really bad um, is going to be a Stratovox, uh, a game I would never get rid of in a million years. It's a um, one of the original Tato games, and it has a little it has speech like "Help me!" and other. I think it's considered to be one of the first speech games, um, and it's a game that will never leave. Not in a million years. It's Stratovox. It's a, a it's a totally cool game, and it's never going anywhere. We probably pull, I don't know, maybe two bucks a week out of that game. All right, uh, so. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking we need to make this game part of the contest, boys. Part of a side a side tournament. Side tournament, Stratavox. Interesting. You should. That's well, a that is a game that everybody should play, and a few people have a chance to. So I would. I I think putting Stratavox in the tournament would be awesome for sure. All right, cool. uh, let's do that. That's my vote. I still like the upside down Frogger thing, but yeah, we can do that too. And and how do we accomplish that? Just like flip the flip the monitor. I think. Well. Okay. Can we flip the signal cable and have it play completely backwards? Mm, I have to think about that. A signal cable. Yeah, oh. to rewire the joystick. Like make it upside down and rewire the joystick backwards or something. Oh, that'd make be great. It, yeah, the joystick really would have to be flipped upside down also. Have to see if there's a way to do that quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a Frogger, it wouldn't be too bad. We'll have to have Hattrick on site to, uh, yeah. to do that. But either way, I think both those games would be an awesome tournament game. So any any other games that you think are just, uh, well, maybe not right now, but have you pulled games off because they were so terrible? Uh, never, no. I, I, I pull games off. Um, games are at Grinkers in the order of my personal preference for them. So uh, game uh, title decisions are made not based on revenue, but on what makes the arcade cooler from my perspective. So, Well, even if you don't play it, there's an ambiance, so having that game in there still adds something to the whole Oh, field. yeah, there's tons of games I don't play, but I love having here. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, We've got Contra, and I, I remember playing Contra when I was a kid on one of the consoles, and I really don't care for Contra that much, but there's a whole like contingency of people that love Contra, and so Contra is more important to me because of those people that uh, have a passion for it, that really want it here. So I guess I, I guess I, I do drive it by not necessarily quarter count, but by like request almost. So absolutely, um, 
and I, and I actually will oftentimes be like, you know, somebody will come in and, and I'll hear that you know, they were looking for whatever. Like a good example is um, it's right over here. It's uh, it's not our type, but it's um, the other Nintendo um, besides Gradius. Um, and so guy comes in, he's like, do you have Gradius? I need to, Gradius is my game. <laughs> you know, no, I don't, but I'll look, I'll look for one for Life you. I found one and we bought it. And so now we're working on trying to get it on the floor. Awesome. And so Gradius will go out. Uh, what will come out is a game that I have no childhood recollection of and any other game where I haven't had a guest be like, Hey, that's my game. Oh yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, winner it might come off the floor soon winner is a really cool it's a pong clone but it's midway it's midway winner and if you look at it huh. it's one of the most elegant like cool cabinet pong clones i've ever seen it's really got this like 70s uh like flair and design to it it's like an art piece honestly it's a, it's a piece of art as far as i'm concerned so yeah. i really love it but you know, it's not a fan favorite, so it, it might go away. Well, that's the thing. Mid- Midway also did 280 Zap, which was uh, basically a Night Driver clone. Um, they, well, they I don't know. I can't really say clone because they all came on at almost the exact same time. But 280 Zap was not as well known. That has a beautiful game. Black lights in it. Just a uh, really awesome, um, you know, uh, animations and everything. But, you know, not as well as known as the Atari Night Driver, you know. Yeah, we have a night driver on the floor. We have a 280 zap, but we have not been able to get it happy. Um, we actually had um, Blind Dog, who's um, known for like being able to solve black and white problem game problems. He looked at it, and he's he's been able to fix tons of stuff for us. So he's like batting, you know, 900. But this was one of the ones that he couldn't tackle. So yeah, if anybody out there has a 280 zap board working or not working uh we definitely could use one of those well i just sold one to steve Taki in houston texas about three months ago so i can maybe hook you up with him cool that'd be awesome it works it was re- restored by a fetish boy on club originally so and i did a little work on it myself there was a uh a disconnected capacitor that was causing some steering problems that i figured out but um it, it works 100%. He's got it, so I can I can maybe hook you up with him. So, uh, Steve, just so you know, I don't know if you know yet or not, but uh, to any of the listeners out there, we were planning on bringing Sean Williams, Mr. Fetish Boy, out to Grinkers with us as a surprise, but his wife has poo-pooed that. Boo. Ooh. He, he got the smacketh downeth, so he just let me know. We just talked the other day. Well, that's too bad. I was hoping he could come out. I like... Uh, yeah, sorry, bud. I like that. Well, um, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of plug for the Grinker's Grand Palace one more time and tell us where you're located and uh, when Grinkfest is, and uh, let's let's uh, shut this thing down for tonight. Okay, so Grinker's is in Eagle, Idaho. We are uh, in our fifth year, and we've expanded two times. So we are twice as big as we were when we first started, and we've got twice as many games, uh, and they're all classics. Uh, we like the Bronze Age and up to like mid '80s. We do have a few '90s games, but just the very basics like Street Fighter II and uh, uh, X Men and Turtles, and you know the, those games. Um, and uh, everything's a quarter, so you have to drop quarters here, nice. which I think is very important. I love that. It's part of the game. It's uh, 
it's part of the ritual. So absolutely. It's for me, that is like super, super key. And yep. so you drop your quarter, you play your game and, uh, uh, it's exactly how it was back in the day. We've got a, a road change machine, a BC 35, and it only takes dollar bills because nice. it, it's vintage and it doesn't recognize the new dollars. You drop a five in it, it doesn't know, right? Yep. So it's it's old and you have to have a, uh, Get your a dollar bill to use it. Nice. Uh, we've got beer and wine. We've got really good food. Um, and then everybody coming here from all over the country um, and everybody being a true... Uh, vintage arcade enthusiast creates this awesome energy and it's fun to hang out with everybody and drink a bunch of beer and play some games and and uh, have a good time so uh, certainly everybody is welcome uh, Fett bring your wife uh, <laughs> and uh, anybody else that's listening bring whoever you want and uh, hopefully we'll see you out here yeah there's a great little hotel next to you it's like a Hilton or something I already have a room so that's good um, yeah, it's, it's the Hilton Garden Inn. It's really nice. You can walk over from there. So it's yeah. upscale, safe, and about a five-minute walk. Cool. Well, you and, know... The- and Steve is located right next to a Starbucks. Yeah, nice. And a McDonald's. <laughs> everything oh, yeah. you need in life. You everything, everything you need in life. <laughs> well, please join us in the conversations anytime. This is ArcadeRadio.com. Arcade radio.com that's r-c-a-d-e radio.com you can email us at react at radio.com or call us and leave comments and questions on the game line that's 612-548-GAME or 4263 um, follow us on Facebook uh, you can follow us on Twitter you can follow us on iTunes you can follow us on Google Play and SoundCloud um, and that's going to be it for now but as we close out I was just thinking you know there's one question we haven't asked you uh, Steve and that is uh, let's just hear you as we close out and, and to the closing music and and mark um puts his pants takes his pants off i'm taking it off yeah right um uh, while he's doing that we want to hear um you know the games that you really love in your collection or you um have in your private collection that you'll never give up so give us the just start rattling off some of your most awesome picks for us um i like from a like a collection standpoint uh, the Missile Command Cockpit is a fun game. Um, it is uh, relatively rare. I think there's like 15 of them, give or take, that are known to still be around. Um, ours is the lowest serial number on record, which is pretty cool. So we have the, of the 15 known to exist, we have the lowest serial number. But what really makes it cool is the fact that the serial number is 007. Uh, ah, nice. Uh, James yeah, Bond. So the 007 Missile Command Cockpit. It's, it is without a doubt the coolest Missile Command on the planet. Um, we've got, um, I think I mentioned before that um, Space Demon that should be here in a little bit. That's super rare. Um, we've got a Reactor, uh, which is, um, has actually turned into a favorite game of mine. I never played it when I was a kid, but it's really, once you get into it, it's really interesting and fun to play. Um, other end of the spectrum, we've got a Steel Talons, which is uh, another 90s title, I think, or late 80s. Uh, but it's head-to-head, like, helicopter warfare. Uh, I remember playing that, having tons of fun with that, with my buddy Jeff. Um, we've got a, a game called Intruder from Game Plan, which is super rare. And ours came with a, uh, a, a, a BB gun hole in the marquee and so we were able to find another intruder marquee but it was like horrible it was all like scratched up and really really bad 
And so Patrick's dad, so Dan's dad, Bill, actually cut out a hole from the old plexi and put it into the the new the marquee that had the BB hole. So if you come to Grinker's, find the intruder and look at it for a second, you'll be able to see where we cut out the BB hole and we placed in another piece of plexi with the same art to like restore that. Uh, that's that's something we're like super proud of is, is like molding <laughs> two super rare like plexis to make one game. So yeah, if you come to Grinker's, I've got lots of stories on lots of different games and uh, I love telling those stories. So when you guys are here, be sure to reach out to me and say hi. Um, I'm a, a friendly guy, and and I like to uh, I like to talk about arcade games. So awesome! Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys out here. Thanks, man. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being our guest. Right on. Thank you. There we go. This arcade radio signing off. Yeah. Go, Mark. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is these are button flies, so it's gonna take a while. <laughs> button fly. Don't forget to follow Kelsey on Twitter. AC <laughs> <Casey> Railford. <laughs> Thanks to all the arcaders for listening in. Thanks, Dave from Buffalo. Uh, thanks for Dave's from the Buffaloes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>